Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Missions is always exciting no matter what time of the year it is, but during Christmas time, it is enhanced. Now, a lot of that is because of my background as a Southern Baptist pastor, because we were always ready to take up a foreign mission offering. Uh, For Southern Baptist, it was known as the Lottie Moon Christmas Offering. And each year, uh, we would hear about that as I was growing up as a teenager and then becoming a pastor. And it was always an exciting time for Christmas, but the enhancement of missions even made it more exciting. And so we're wanting to bring that excitement to this program today on Exploring Missions about missions during the during the Christmas season. I I really believe you have opportunity as a follower of Christ to really make headway in being missional this time of year. More openness. People are already talking about Christmas or Christ, you know, that's the way it is. So today we're going to interview someone that uh, he and I go a long way back when it comes to Christmas and ministry, and, and we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about during this period of time what maybe we could do to be more efficient in our ministry at Christmas time. Our guest today is Walter Billingsley. He's the chief financial officer here at American Family Association, and uh, he was on the board before that. Welcome, Walter. Good to be here, Brother Bert. I've known him for quite some time. Let me give you some uh, claimers. I even baptized him. I had that privileged, and uh, he's the financial officer, so I told him I was going to hold him down until he said tithe. But no, we didn't do it that way, but it was an amazing. So he and I go several years back, and a part of what we do uh, that we got really close was during the Christmas season. And uh, the reason we did those was the events that we did that he and I were involved in, and we'll get to that in just a few moments. But Christmas is an amazing time for ministry, isn't it, Walter? It really is. You know, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity for churches to do something for their community. A lot of times, uh, as far as uh, missions are concerned, and a lot of times people think missions go outside the community, and they're very interested in doing that. But uh, to a church, it's just a great way, I think, to uh, just give a gift to their local community. Well, your finances is part of what you do here, but it's been a passion of yours for quite some time. And it seems like people are more ready to be generous during Christmas time when it comes to giving. I think so. You do see uh, giving uh, ramp up quite a bit during uh, Christmas time. Now, part of that might be driven to it's because it's getting close to year end. But I think when people hear stories about giving, it's it just really is kind of contagious. 
uh, people love to hear uh, stories about someone giving this wonderful gift and and what it does for someone. And uh, quite frankly, uh, the I guess the passage where it's more blessed to give than to receive. When people get a, a, a or figure that part out, they really enjoy it. And I think that's what happens too. It's kind of contagious, if you will. It is, and we've observed that. And I, I've seen people just during the Christmas season to. Look at other people's needs. I mean, all around the community, churches has the opportunity to celebrate in Christmas trees. Like uh, at a shopping center, there will be names on there of children and uh, many other things that people and churches can be involved. But one more thing about churches, good time for families to be involved in that and bring them in as well, isn't it? Well, I think it is. And a lot of people, you know, I think about uh, growing up, my family— how much we just loved Christmas and getting all the family together. And uh, it's it's amazing sometimes. Uh, I've talked to you about this. How do we get that many people in one living room <laughs> and exchange gifts? We didn't know it was crowded. We just were just happy to be there yeah. and enjoyed that. And I think that same thing happens with churches, being with their church family during Christmas. It means a lot. It does. And we also, I, I've noticed this, uh, pastoring many years, Look at widows, especially that are widows indeed, and especially those that were homebound widows. And dear, you always want to visit them, but during the Christmas season, there seems to be accent on that. And and uh, I remember one time we'd done the Lord's Supper, going to them and sharing with that, but going to them finding a need. So I think people are on the lookout for those that are hurting as well during this time. Oh yeah, it's. Uh you know, it's a difficult time, and I'm sure uh, you can remember uh, we used to do this where when you were pastoring there at West Jackson, how we would do uh, a special, uh, I guess, class for people that it might be the first time, their first Christmas without their their mother, their father, their spouse, and it's a, it's a tough time for some people. It really is. My wife, Jan, really, she had done a lot of classes all during the year for grief uh, recovery, and she had teached those to individuals and then come together during the right before the Christmas season and have a remembrance, but also, uh, you know, to give hope. Uh, Christmas really brings hope, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. I mean, that's the story of Christmas. And without that that gift of Jesus, uh, we, you wouldn't have any hope. No hope. No hope other than Christ. Yeah. Another event that we want to talk to is preaching. Uh, as pastor, I found out during the whole month of December, after Thanksgiving and the week after Thanksgiving, everybody's mind was turning toward Christmas. It's become a Christmas season. It wasn't quite as long as it was when I first started preaching. as, But in the last years of pastoring, I found out, and I, I just took advantage of that because I said, okay, I'm going to preach messages concerning Jesus, his birth, his ministry, you know, the incarnation. And so preaching through those things really blessed my life. I started looking at my all the sermons that I'd preached. I got more I have more Christmas messages than I could ever dream of because the Bible is filled with that message of hope that's in Christ. But one of the things we did as I was your pastor, uh, we we would have big 
Christmas pageants, you could call them. Some people call them cantatas. Uh, but we would have presentations. We did several. But I had a dream, and I wanted to share that with you, that I, you know you and I both are Andy Griffith Show fans. Uh, we, uh, to be very frank, uh, Walter and I, we will sit down ever so often, and we'll ask each other questions about, uh, okay, who is this on the Andy Griffith? What what was Barney's line on, on that? So this was a, a – I, I loved it. And so I'll, I'll share this uh, event in my life. I I suffered from gout, and I took too much medicine for it, and it kind of overreacted in my mind, and I had to go to the, the emergency room now. When I was in the emergency room, I, my, mind, I was, my mind wasn't working real good, but my mouth continued to work. And uh, anyway, we finally got into the room, and uh, so the doctor didn't know what to do, so he gave me a shot that settled me down, Walter. And right. So he was leaving out of the room, and I said, thank you, Doc. And I said, this is a great time, and I want to tell you, there's three things I love. And my wife was right there, and, you know, I told I told him, I love Jesus, and uh, I love Christmas, and I love Mayberry. <laughs> now, I tell Jan, I was out of my mind when I said that, but it was during a time when we chose to combine a Mayberry Christmas um, about the Andy Griffith Show and present it uh, as an event for our community. Before we get on the specifics, we're not here necessarily to talk the specifics about that, but it's an opportunity for you to have an event, whether it's musical, drama, or what it might be, because Walter, I found out more people are more open to coming to church, attending church during this period of time, and you don't want to waste the opportunity to present Jesus in such a manner, do you? Oh, I think that's right, because there's a lot of people that either that's the only time they come or they've been, maybe they felt guilty about not coming, and this is the opportunity, and they're looking for things to do uh, during that time of the year. And uh, in the community, you may just uh, look at the different churches and see who's got different programs going on and uh, look at the titles and decide, well, this is the one I'm going to go to, or I heard this one was good. And uh, so I I think you're right there, yes. So the reason I'm bringing this up, it's a little late for 2021 for you to get a Christmas event program like that that's musical and drama. But I I do want to say that we saw— of it being very effective in reaching a community, not just our church. We purposely made it missional in outreach to the community. Uh, we, we advertised it that way. We promoted it that way. We did everything we could to get people uh, that they love Christmas. And a lot of folks are like you and me. They love Mayberry. If they don't know it, they have a little bit of an inkling of the Andy Griffith show, and it, it kind of breaks down barriers. It did that way those I, years we presented it, did it? I think you're right, and uh, I think a lot of people were just curious is how is this Christmas program that's with the title of Mayberry Christmas, I've never heard of that. You know, most people do the more formal-type musical thing, and uh, how could you have a Mayberry Christmas, I guess people were wondering. And, of course, 
if you're a Mayberry nut, I'm a Mayberry nut. I don't know if you want to call it a fan, but I'm a Mayberry nut. But uh, who could not like Mayberry as far yeah. as I'm concerned? Yeah. And I think people were just curious as what that would be like. It was. We had people come in, and again, these were people not members of our church, and they were others. And so God worked it out. with. I'll just tell you, it was a dream of mine to combine those two, and we were able to do it. And we... it. I want to talk about this. It's amazing the membership of your church and how it brings them together to work together using their abilities, their skills, and their spiritual gifts. I would say for the benefit of the church, it's not the program itself, quote, or the event. It is the working to putting it together and presenting it. Oh, yes. it's It was, uh, it was a lot of hard work. And... Just what you're saying is during that event, there are people they may not think that they have a large part of. They may just be backstage giving cues as to when to go on and stuff like that. But it takes a lot of people. You may see uh, 20 or 30 people, but there'll be three or four times that people behind the scenes doing technical stuff, helping with the set, the costumes. All those types of things. Outside parking. Outside parking, yes. And because the years we did it, it went really beyond our expectations, and that was a major chore, just getting people parked uh, correctly and that kind of thing. But, yes, bringing the people together that have never really participated in anything, and now they learn someone that they didn't know, and now they're going to Sunday school class with them, those th- kind of things. It, it works that way, I think. I want to share with them the benefits of this, and Walter and I have talked about it. We'll be, during this period of time, I usually don't go to a mall or shopping very much, except Christmas time I have to go. And most of the time I run into somebody that I know, you know, in years. And one of the things they break up, bring up is a lot of times a Christmas story about that event that we did at Mayberry Christmas. And, and again, I'm not concentrating on that, but I do want to say, Walter, you played the part of Andy Taylor. And uh, that, that was exciting to see. And we had the perfect person that played Opie. And then we had the guy that learned the part to play Barney Fife. Now, that, that was an amazing feat, but it took place. We had the people to write it. We took a, a, a Andy Griffith show and expanded it and put the Christian view. And we always put the message of Christ in it how they could know Jesus Christ. We always did that. And as we come close to this talking about that, we're encouraging you to make Christmas missional uh, in your family, uh, in your worship, uh, as a church, in the uh, programs that you do, no matter if they're children, adult, choir, whatever it is, making it missional for that point of view. And when you do that, you see people that come to know the Lord. One of the greatest things we did, and I wanted to make sure we got this in, after the first year, uh, we decided, man, this this hits a note with people. And we did the Mayberry Christmas five years in a row. We changed the program up, and we did different ones. But on our second year, got in touch with the local sheriff and asked him if we could give bring prisoners to our building, to the church building, 
And yes, nobody else would be there. We wouldn't invite the public, just them for that, and we'd have a special presentation. Walter, do you remember the first time we did that? Oh, yes. That was uh, that was an amazing thing. And uh, there's a couple things that I remember about it. First of all, uh, because it's Mayberry, it's it's got a little comedy mixed in there. So at first you wonder, uh, are they going to really just like this? Are they going to laugh at the parts where they're, I guess, supposed to, if you will? And, <laughs> we, we don't have signs up saying no, laugh we, now. No, we didn't tell them when to laugh. No, we but, didn't. <laughs> uh, uh, if, if you know Mayberry, there are times when you're supposed to. But we, uh, I was nervous about, well, would they really get into that? Uh and we was a little bit nervous about it because that was like our first real performance, if you will. Uh, but the thing that really came home uh, to make it worthwhile that was just amazing to me was when the program was over, we would stand out in the lobby and we would just tell the people, you know, thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed it and that kind of deal. That first year, I mean, we saw, coming, we saw people coming out that were truly touched by that. I mean, I, I don't think that that, that those people would be faking that. Yeah. I think they were truly touched by it. And I remember talking to uh, a lot of the folks that were involved in the cast. Uh, we would say, well, we can just stop right there. We don't have to do any more performances because that was the first one we did. Yeah. <laughs> and we said, well, we could stop right there because all the work that we put into it would be worth doing it for those I don't know, maybe there were 30 or 40 people, something like that. I don't remember the exact number, but compared to the number of people that were there at the other, it was a, a very small group. But it was very well worth it. It was very rewarding to see that you did something for someone that was, you know, I guess probably not having a good time during Christmas. That's right. So what, what we're bringing to you is during this Christmas season, there's opportunities for you to go out and minister. Um I mean, you know, there's uh, shopping centers and malls that let people come and sing, take your choir and sing those good, godly Christmas songs. There's opportunities to minister in ways that you've never had before. So look out into the fields that are white to harvest and find ways to minister during the Christmas season. But there's also the opportunity to bring people in that maybe never have come in before and share. But in each time, make Jesus the priority. Uh, in our Christmas presentation, Walter, we always worked how to be saved in it. It was a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, it, it really affected. Matter of fact, I'll just tell you, each year we would have approximately 50 different people, first-time commitments to Jesus Christ. And there's no telling how many we would hear that would say it affected our life and it made me want to walk closer with the Lord, and I have. And so it does work. So you can look out and think outside the box a little bit, you know. But if you have a Christmas program, make it missional. Wouldn't you say that? I mean, I know the church enjoys Christmas music. Praise the Lord. It's beautiful. I enjoy it as well. But the church's main mission is not that of presenting the the songs and the words. It's presenting Christ, isn't it? I think so. And you got to remember that there are people that this is not a fun time for them during Christmas. It's a, it can be a sad time, and they're struggling with things. And think about some of the things that 
they're struggling with. And it's just a great time just to put that out before them and say, uh, we know you're struggling. Here's an answer. And I think that's what we did. We we were able to touch on some of those issues, and that's why uh, a good number of people responded. Well, I I just want to tell you, uh, Walter and I have done good not to chase rabbits like we could when we have a conversation, and also not to spend all of our time talking about maybe a Christmas because uh, at this time of the year, we enjoy that. We enjoy the memory of it and how effective it was in in reaching people. Find an effective way to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Knocking on doors, yes. Uh, you know, at restaurants with uh, pamphlets, yes. Tracks. Find a way effective to share Christ. Because during Christmas time, I say they're more open. I've observed it. I've seen it. Uh, firsthand. And a lot of the people that are open, Walter, are those that are hurting. You know, those that are, this is the first Christmas without a loved one. They've got bad news. They've got bad financial circumstances. It is an opportunity for the church to make a difference in their lives, isn't it? There's no doubt about it. There's lots of opportunities. I so, mean, even the even the financial side that you talked about, not that I'm going to go to that, but, you know, that's where I... Uh, that's what I do for a living, yeah. but I mean, people get stressed out over that. Yeah. They they spend too much money. Uh, they want to get this nice gift, they can't afford it, and then the results come back a little bit of a, I guess, buyer's remorse. How I'm going to pay for this, and they, that's that's another way that I think people struggle. They do. So during this Christmas season, we're asking you to make a difference. Make a difference in your own life in your family's life, in your church life, and in your community. And what an opportunity is, as Walter said, financially, help those that need help. Be careful on your end of how you spend your money. You mean you're still a steward of your own of the money God's given you during Christmas time, Walter? Yes, it's it's all year long. <laughs> it's all year long. Particularly during Christmas. During yes. Christmas. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being with us today, Walter. I've I've enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me. Churches do have the opportunity to make a difference all year long, but as we were talking earlier, we have the opportunity to make a great difference, I believe, at Christmas time. Uh, Nathan, when we talk about missions, it's a year-round project. Uh, there is there a time to take off? No, there's, uh, it's, what is it, 365 days a year, 24 hours, seven days a week, but you know, there are times on the calendar where the intention toward mission, uh, the, stri- the the strategy of it uh, might, might take center place. And so there could be optimal times like Christmas that would be a, a great time to uh, focus on uh, mission outreach. Yes. Henry Blackaby uh, talked about it and he said, find out where God is working and join him. There, There's something going on at Christmas usually and with the with it being called Christmas or Christmas, uh, the opportunity is there in churches or, or meeting. Uh, they're looking for opportunities. It's a time when uh, a giving increases usually, and a lot of denominations and churches during this period of time, uh, they focus on missions. You know, from our churches where we where you were raised, Nathan, and where I serve and where you serve, 
they they have a week of prayer for missions, especially those foreign missionaries, and especially I would say the unreached people groups. So it's a time to focus uh, your energies, your prayers, uh, everything concerning people that need the Lord, isn't it? It is. You know, it it makes sense to me that you know Christmas is the time that we celebrate the coming of Jesus, the Savior, uh, his incarnation as a as a as a baby born in in Bethlehem. And really, you can see that as like the ultimate missionary project. Um, so what a great time to think about missions, to uh, put a focus on it and to actually put it into practice in a church. Uh, Christmas is, is, is the best time I can think of. So would you agree with me what the church has to avoid? Sometimes before a church can uh, go forward in what God wants them to do, they have to avoid uh, some of their own, I would say, pitfalls of making it all about themselves and and looking, uh, you know, inward, well, this is what I prefer and what this is like. It's really a time to look at the needs of others, those that are uh, one of the things that I, I love is the Christmas trees, prison fellowship, those children whose whose mom or dad or both are incarcerated. And, and then you can help uh, as a family, as a Sunday school class, as an individual. Uh, there's a lot of needs out there that you can look at and concentrate and say, hey, I can make a difference there. Uh, to involve your children in on that really makes a difference as well, doesn't it? It really can, you know, needs-based um, um, ministry and as a doorway into, uh, you know, as a witness to share the gospel is is important. And there seems to be more needs around Christmas time, or at least we become more aware of them. And so I think it's a good front door into that. Uh, but it's also good to uh, understand and realize that the greatest need is probably not— um, a financial need or a physical need, even those those are real and and important to uh, to meet. But the the ultimate need is you know is a relationship with Jesus Christ and uh, to to see these things of meeting needs as an avenue to be able to share the gospel is an important thing to do. Uh, it's kind of a both and approach, not an either or. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to encourage you to do. And you have some days here before Christmas and. Uh, it you know you may have missed Operation Christmas Child of packing a shoebox and taking it, but you may have the opportunity to look in your community, uh, find needs there that are real with families in your own church. Uh, there's people, there are widows that need a word of encouragement. They need to hear that, but they also may need to know Christ. And there's children and uh, so many needs out there that. We as a church, as Nathan has just said, we have the greatest gift in the world, and that's Jesus Christ. And and you can enhance it by helping financially, by helping with with food, by helping with gifts. And it many times that opens the door. So Nathan, uh, just as we close out on this exploring missions program, as we get close to the end. I just want to say, what an opportunity. And I would say, don't miss that opportunity. You know, make the most of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. God's given this time for his people to uh, be activated on mission as a witness for him uh, wherever they go. But especially at this time, uh, you know, make a lot of Jesus. 
you know, we say Jesus is the reason for the season. And uh, it's important. The world out there might celebrate Christmas without really knowing the reason behind it. So uh, church, be on mission. Be ready for opportunities to share the good news of Jesus with those around you. During this Christmas season, you're on mission for God. Don't forget it and let Him use your life to touch others with the good news of Jesus Christ. And Merry Christmas.